You're listening to a Leisure Moment podcast with your host, Deetra Helvey, who's always ready to have a casual conversation about her love for literature. Not only did I have the pleasure of talking with Celine Castrovilla once, but she was willing to do a second go at our casual conversation. But that will be another story to tell. Have you ever had this feeling when you meet someone that somehow you possibly may know them? Once you start talking, you have lots in common. The discussion just blooms into other different topics that go on and on. From talking about her teacher that had such a great impact on her life, to the stranger turned friend that is the inspiration for her new book, Melt. Celine Castrovilla and I could have talked all night long about all things literature and life. Enjoy! Hello, Celine. Hi, teacher. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Well, oh, good. It feels like... We just spoke maybe a few days ago, something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deja vu. Thank you so much for joining us again. I have my um, wonderful sidekick with me, my darling husband, David, just to make sure that I oh, do not nice. m- mess up anything. Um, he, he can't hear us, but he's here to make sure that everything records and um <laughs> Just thank you for joining us again. I do apologize, but we're excited oh, to be no able problem. to talk to you again. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have no problem. I, I love speaking with you. It's wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. And, and you know what? As I got to thinking and I was um, looking at um, the countdown again, tonight's a big night for you. It is. Yes, it is. It's a huge <laughs> night because tomorrow's the big day. Yes, I'm very excited. I know uh, yeah. you are. And tell us a little bit about the launch party that you're going to be having for your new novel that's coming out tomorrow named Melt. Well, I'm having a lot of fun with the theme. Um, I bought a bunch of, uh, you know, M&Ms because they melt in your mouth and not in your hands. And oh, yeah. I get paid to say that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I figured I'd give them, you know, I, I give uh, uh, raffles out. I always do at my launch parties. So I bought, I actually found M&M candles, M&M, M&M scented candles, and M&Ms, I'm wrapping them up in, in uh, decorative glasses, and then I got some Wizard of Oz things, because the Wizard of Oz is, is the backdrop of my story, so I um, got some collector item Wizard of Oz things, and uh, I basically spent a fortune on these things, but I like doing it, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, and we're having, you know, we're going to have uh, snacks and things, and I'm going to do a reading uh, I'm going to read, uh, you know, a couple of, of passages from my book, so I'm very excited to share. I've never read this book publicly before, so I am a little nervous. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure you'll do just fine. Um, have you already picked out a special passage? Well, I know I'm going to do the very beginning because, mm-hmm. you know, it really sets the context. And uh, unless people are already familiar with the book, it's always helpful, I think, to do the very beginning. And then I will probably cut to... Um, there's something in the middle um, that, you know, the beginning, actually, this is a little controversial. Um, I started the novel really at a very uh, uh, tense point. Now, some people feel that maybe you should start slow and build up, but this boy, um, Joey, lives in such an abusive situation that he doesn't really ever have um, a down moment at home. 
Uh, he's been raised, you know, watching his uh, father abuse his mother every day when he comes home. So I actually had it start where um, the father comes home. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's described, you know, from this boy's point of view of watching his father walk in and, and uh, shove a gun down his mother's throat. And it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But you know what? That's the type of book it is. You know, you really have to set the tone based on the type of book you're writing. And actually, frankly, the tone sets itself. <laughs> you know, right. it, it's kind of like it's setting, it's it's telling you what, what it wants you to do. So um, so in this case, it starts off really strong. It's like, boom, my aunt told me it was like a punch in the face. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, uh, and then we have the love story starting after that. So I'm going to uh, include some of the love story also, because the love story is a very important part of it. Well, and I, I remember that um, that piece from the last time when you talked about that punch in the face, and I think I told you, oh, my goodness, I can visualize that. I can see that. And let's just kind of jump straight on in to Melt. Um, sure. When you look at the cover, and you talked about somewhat the backdrop of The Wizard of Oz, but when you look at the cover, you have that that um, the, the golden brick road or the yellow brick yeah. road. Is there some symbolism there? Oh, yes. Um, well, I'll tell you, when, uh, when I started writing it, um, I, I, some voice had told me, this is a voice in my head, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that comes up and says, it tells me what to do sometimes, and I always listen. And it, it told me a few weeks before I started writing, buy The Wizard of Oz. So I said, okay. And I went and bought it, and um, then I got home, and I, and I really didn't get a chance to read it, because... Life just got really hectic at that moment. Um, a lot of things were, go- were going on with my kids and things, so I put it aside. And then my boxing coach, um, I'd been training with my boxing coach for about a year, and uh, he, he would tell me these stories um, about how his, uh, well, first he was just vaguely telling me, you know, my, you know, I had a very abusive childhood, and of course I was very sympathetic, but, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't anything that was signaling right a story, you know. But, uh, of course, I'm very empathetic, and I, I, it was horrible to hear. But then one day he said to me, my dad used to shove a gun down my mom's throat every day in front of me. And I was so appalled by that. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I just knew that that was a vision for a story. You know, that's a, that's, that's a picture to paint. It's, it's something you want to share because, you know, it's just so unbelievable this could really happen to somebody, you know. And, um, and, and he started telling me, you know, these stories, and I would write them all down. Uh, so everything that happens in the book, all the abusive things, really did happen. And um, I, I still wasn't sure. I wasn't actually writing. I was just writing them down. I was thinking I would help him with a memoir or something. It mm-hmm. wasn't exactly. And then he said to me, I know you're going to write my story. I just know it. And that night I went home, and I had been having a problem with a publisher about another book. And one of my friends said, oh, just write them a new book. I said, well, I can't just write them a new book. What am I going to write them? Right. And then the voice said, pick up The Wizard of Oz. So I did, and I opened it right up, uh, right to a part where they had the the, will, the witch had just melted, and uh, they they went back to the guardian of the gate, and he said, "The witch let you go," you know, he couldn't understand it, and and the scarecrow said she could not help it for she is melted. So then I wrote down she is melted, and then I wrote down she is melted, and then I wrote melt, and I knew instantly that that was the title, and I knew right away. I just knew it. I just. I just saw the whole thing in my head. I can't even explain how it was possible, but it, I just did. And then I started out, uh, I called the very beginning No Place Like Home, 
and that's when the father walks in and does it to the mother. So it's mm-hmm. a very ironic no place like home. And so each section has uh, parts having to do, you know, has has a has a passage from the Wizard of Oz as a backdrop. So the the, the yellow brick road itself is very metaphorical for the search for home. Now, ironically, his home is horrible, but he also has a good home, which is, you know, love. It's the mm-hmm. love with, that he finds with Dorothy. So I guess the I guess the, one of the things um, that the book it, uh, talks about is a, an alternate home, that we can all have a home. Even if we don't have a good home to start in, there is hope for a home. You know, it doesn't have to be – it doesn't always have – She said, Dorothy says to him, it doesn't have to be like this. You know, he doesn't have to live his life – the way he's been living it in terror and horror, and mm-hmm. you know he's been like that for so long, he doesn't he doesn't see it any other way. And so love is the thing that really sets him free. You know, love really does provide a home for you. Wow. Now, I I think that you've always known that you've wanted to be a writer. Oh yes. Always known that you've wanted to be a writer, and so and Melt isn't your first your first book. You've also written so, some nonfiction as well. That's true. I, well, I have um, – this is my sixth book. Uh-huh. Uh, I have three books about uh, the American Revolution and two previous young adult novels. And are your nonfiction books, are they children's books or middle level? Well, they're picture books, but they're for older readers. Um, I would say the first two probably ten and up. The, set, the third one is probably maybe uh, eight and up. Okay. Um, so they're not like, you know, they're not very simple. Um, I would say fourth grade and up are generally the people that read it, but it's very popular in middle schools because they can use it, especially with uh, the Common Core these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can really be used. They can be used because they, you know, they're they're very factual and they, can, they have bibliography that you can find the sources in them. Uh, they're very good to use with the Common Core. So what, um, you know, we're, we're jumping from the nonfiction piece to melt, which is, which is why well, you know, a, a very I, I deep subject, humanity, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's all about people. Um, so when people in the, uh, my books are all about the American revolution, actually, specifically, um, two of them are about, um, well, they're all, they're all about things you didn't really know too much about, mm-hmm. but one of them does feature George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette who are more well-known, but it's things you didn't really know about them. Right. So um, I, like to, I like to illuminate people um, that we may think we know, but we don't, there's a lot of things that we don't know about them. Mm-hmm. I like to try to find um, the reason why people did these things they did. You know, it's re- amazing what these people did in the Revolution, how they really put their lives on the line for us um, and really gave up everything for us. And these are specific stories about their bravery, you know, I never set out to do it. I just started, someone actually told me one of the stories, and I just said, wow, I have to write this down. And I don't think, although my books, yes, are very different, the novels and the American history, I think they're more um, the same than different because they're really all examining the human condition and the connection between people, and, and we're really, really at the heart all the same. Mm-hmm. And and I know that in your our last discussion and we talked about um, authors visits and I remember specifically saying Celine I mean I would just love to have some students to sit around you as you talk about your passion for writing and goal setting and you know just moving forward um, with those aspirations that you may have what would you tell a, a young writer that has pretty much 
you know, has something to say, not quite sure how to put it on paper, but wants to write, but not sure that they're ready. What kind of advice would you give um, a young person who's wanting well, to possibly be an author? Absolutely. I would, I, w- I would, first of all, be very encouraging. And I think it's possible for anybody as long as they keep their belief and they keep their perseverance and they keep, they have to keep going no matter what, because it's not, a, it's not a straight path to success by any means, but the only way to do it is really to just do it. Um, find a book, find books that, uh, they really love, you know, like, um, I mean, I love to catch her in the rye. If, if we're talking to a teenager, mm-hmm. um, then you know maybe um, for middle grade, I really like um, Walk to Moons. I like Holes. Um, you know, they find books that they like for whatever reason, and then really study them and see why they like them, and really take them apart and really sense, you know, see the sensory details. There's, it's you know, you can you can really you, a book that makes you weep or makes you laugh or why did it do that and then that's that's the greatest teacher you know uh, um and then i just say keep just there's no time to waste if you if you want to write write Mm -hmm. you know just sit down and start writing it never comes out perfect okay never i revise i i always revise i can do it if i can do it anyone else can do it it's just a matter of you know what i really i just said i'm going to do this and i did it and it was not easy and it took a long time, and I had to, you know, go through a lot of things. But it, you know what? Doing it, the act of doing it is the most amazing thing because you're doing something creative. You're, doing, you're opening up your mind, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's just so beautiful, the act of it. I would say don't worry about getting published. Just enjoy the beauty of what you're doing. You know, that's the thing. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Shakespeare said, things won are done. Joy's soul is in the doing. And that is one of my mottos. I I, I love quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I, I noticed. Here, I think I noticed yeah. some quote a quote from today on your Facebook page. Yes, I, I do. A, I do quote a day on my Facebook page. But Shakespeare is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love um, Henry Ford said, um, "Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right." And mm. that's very true yes. for everything. Yes, you know it the is. rules of writing apply to life too a lot. You know. <laughs> yes, it does. So, um, but but I think that we we just have the, the I think the major problem that artists have or is a lack of confidence because it, there's not a real concrete way of doing it where you know you become a teacher you go to school a certain amount you take these classes and then you can go apply for a teaching job mm-hmm. it's not easy but there is a way path laid out for you you know right. become a doctor same thing become a writer no you can't just go apply for the job when you graduate. <laughs> You know, you can apply for like maybe a copywriting. There's jobs you can get, but to become a published, you know, a book writer, it's not so clear. Right. You know, and you often have to take another job and support yourself while you're working on it simultaneously. But if you want it badly enough, you'll do it. You know, and and that's the key. Do you want to do it? And you know, if you don't want to get published, it's not a not a crime. But I would suggest doing it just for fun, mm. because it's such an amazing amazing thing to do it's really my hobby besides my job it's all i want to do i it's get right. very annoyed if i have to go do something if i have to go, i don't people say oh garden no 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 no. i want to write mm. i love it i just love it i love i love i have this thing called the writer's flip dictionary it's really like a really um sophisticated thesaurus uh it's it's you know it's meant especially for writers okay. um they sell it online it's a great it's, they still have it i got it many years ago 
Uh, actually, was my copy was destroyed in Hurricane Sandy, and a friend sent me another one. And this book is just so beautiful. You can find the most precise words, or you can have a vague idea of what word you want to use, and you can look it up, and you can have fun just looking for the perfect word because our language is so rich with, with, with texture. You know, there's so many words that, that mean the same thing but slightly different, and you can, it's just so... That's one thing I say when you, when um, to look at a book that you love, and you I bet you didn't find words that are really precise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that precision of language. I just that's just a thrill for me. You know, so that's what I like to do. <laughs> and you mentioned you like to write. You have oh, to I write. Love it. And you yeah. you have the my daily meltdown. Tell us about the my daily meltdown. Well, I, I've been counting down the days till the release of Melt. Uh, every day I put a little tidbit of information about um, either something about how I, how I came to write something in MELT or um, something tied to MELT in some way. Today And today I wrote about myself um, and why I think it's so important to write young adult literature um, and, and my own experience as a teacher. I'm really, really in a arrested development, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think if we can be honest, you know, most, peop- most people have something of their adolescence inside them that they're still struggling with. It's right. a rare person mm-hmm. that doesn't have any loose ends yes. from adolescence. You're right. And, uh, you know, and it really, our adolescence completely defines us um, for, the, for the good or the bad, and we have to work with it, you know, the, um, because, you know, we don't know what's going on. It's, that's our first introduction into adulthood. Um, we're watching it. It's like, we're like, what is going on here, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I shared some of that today, but every day was, uh, it was the, you know, one day I introduced uh, Joey, the real, the real Joey the, from, the, you know, from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, but it's been a lot of fun, but it really has been very challenging to keep this up every day. <laughs> right, and, and yeah. not forget a day or skip a day because your, your readers are probably looking forward to, to seeing what you have to talk about. Yeah, it really was a lot of fun, and I got a lot of really great feedback. Um, I have some really incredible um, reviews and fa- new fans that I, I, I am so grateful. I, I've been getting the most incredible fan mail already, and the book's not even out yet till tomorrow. And <laughs> I've been getting these because I, you know, there's a ways to get advanced copies and things. And mm-hmm. and uh, oh my gosh, it has been amazing. It's and I been, and I, I think so that um, s- uh, social media has just come such a long way when I think back at the time when I was a student and sat in a classroom you know the books that I was exposed to were just primarily the books that we were reading as you know whole group book studies um the the time that we would be able to go to the library and and get a book it just it, it wasn't like it is now where you have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram where everybody's sharing their love for books Yes. And, oh, you've got there to really try this. Some ama- yes, <laughs> it's amazing to see these people that are so dedicated to books. And yeah. the bloggers, I, I'm so grateful to the bloggers. I, I can't believe how much you guys all love, well, I'm calling you a blogger, but are you a podcaster? Yeah. Oh, yes, you can call me, you can definitely call me a blogger. I, I'll t- I just am so grateful because, like, to, to, to share a love of literature, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And when you, I, I was kind of worried about civilization because people are so into these Kardashians and horrible things. They're not horrible, but I mean, I just think it's insignificant. Right. It's really beside the point to think about things like, uh, you know, uh, Kanye West and some of those worldly things. (laughs) He says he's a proud non-book reader. And that really just like, really, you had to say that. 
So mm-hmm. when, to see these bloggers and to, to, to become friends with them and, and say, wow, people love books, yay. You know, it's just so beautiful that people are championing books. Oh, I'm so grateful. Yeah, and, 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 and we we love to do it because it, it just makes readers and listeners aware of the literature that's out there and then somebody else can be inspired by it and mm-hmm. we can bring awareness to the book and um, it, it just, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, you, you have the passion, you know, you're like me, you have a passion. That's right. A lot of us say yeah. we're not really writers, but we're big time readers. <laughs> well, you, you know, you are, you are sharing beauty with the world and, and you're doing it passionately. And that's, you know, if everybody could do that, the world would be, uh, amazing. it is an amazing place, but it would even be more amazing if everybody just had that passion, you know, and I, I, I just, I'm so grateful at the outpouring uh, of support. It has been phenomenal. And you're right, social media has so much to do with it. Well, tell us about your greatest teacher. Uh, well, I, when I was in 10th um, grade, I had a teacher named Mrs. Israel. I think it was 10th grade. Might have been 11th. But anyway, she was, she taught us Macbeth. And I told you, I love Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I love Shakespeare is because of Mrs. Israel. She brought Macbeth to life. She became Lady Macbeth, but not in the murderous way. <laughs> right, right. See, we, we all had to memorize the tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow soliloquy. I can still do that, but it takes a while. We won't put like you on the spot theater. tonight. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. <laughs> yes. Um, but but uh, she, when she... We all did it happily because she made us so passionate about the play. She just brought us, this is what I mean, like when something, she just made us love it by, by, by having such zest for it and, and showing us how Shakespeare used certain words and how he, you know, how he, how he played with things and how he brought our emotions out. She took the time to really go over with us and, and you know, she didn't just say, learn this, and, you know, she really shared her love with us, and I fell in love with Shakespeare. And that really changed my life because Shakespeare is a writer like no other. I mean, he brought every emotion into his work. And when you think about his plays, they're so, you know, they're really short compared to a novel, you know, Mm -hmm. and yet so much is in there. I mean, it's astounding. And I don't know if he uh, he gets the recognition anymore. I, from some he might, but in general, I think that we need to bring Shakespeare more into the schools again, and and perform it really with them because they have to really, you know, you just really have to. It's just such a beautiful thing, and to not to not have Shakespeare in your life is like a travesty, you know. And it, it really was all because Mrs. Israel, and I I wish I could thank her. Oh, I, I, she she passed away, and I'm so heartbroken that I never had a chance to thank her. And uh, but I hope I, I really hope she's watching. I always I always talk about her and say I love you, Mrs. Israel, because I don't, I mean I'm sure I would have been a writer, but mm-hmm. that was the spark I got because when I saw, when I saw the passion that was in Shakespeare's writing, you know I said yes I have that too. If he can do it, I can do it. I'm going to do this, you know. And that's what you need is like an example to follow. You know you need to say okay okay I can, if this person did this I can do it too. You know, it doesn't matter if he did it, you know, hundreds of years ago, it's, he still did it, you right. know. And then I started looking at more recent work, and, and you can just tell when an author's just on fire for something, you know. And then you're like, yeah, I want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And that's how I felt about Catcher in the Rye, too, you know. So 
so um, and as I lay dying is in a, such uplifting book. As I lay dying is just a great book with, with all the different points of view in it, and Melt has two points of view, um, you know, going back and forth. And I think I first got the idea that I could do two points of view from As I Lay Dying, you know, Faulkner, um, very intense, and, and I really saw how he how he really used his voices to capture something you really couldn't capture with just one. Right. So I think it's between um, Joey and Dorothy. Yes. Joey and Dorothy. And okay. she's really the voice of reason. You know, she's new in town and she's um, she's had, you know, a, a much uh, a nicer life. She has two doctor parents and very supportive. And, and Joey's had this, you know, very sad life that no one notices. You know, he's a bad boy in school, but no one ever bothered to find out why he's acting out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I guess I just have always noticed like yeah, he was a real per- he is a real person, but I do notice how we tend to label people quickly in society. You know, we you say, oh, that one's bad and that one's good. Well, you know, maybe we should take a look at what what happened to them that made them that way. You know, we can't just like off with their heads. You know, right. so um, so it goes back and forth. But Joey's passages are uh, are scattered, and, and and people say it's it's um, verse, and I. I'm not going to argue it, but I don't really think of it as verse. I kind of think of it as anti-verse because the, the sentences are kind of broken up to match his broken state. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, his passages are, are, are very, very moving. Hers are too, you know, but she's just more, she's just more what you're used to, you know, she's mm-hmm. uh, the kind of, you know, you, you know but, but people do, I mean, uh, you know, people are reacting very strongly to both of them. And then something happens, uh, and Dorothy is kind of um, challenged. Also, right. something very uh, something upsetting happens to her. Also, but uh, this book is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> I, I have but. I have um, caught on to that, <laughs> and and like I've I've always said when when I have the opportunity to kind of hold out and read after I've talked to the talk to an author that I like to do that. But I do have have my AR. ARC copy ready um, okay. to to jump into as well, and it's just going to be awesome that in approximately four hours, readers will be able to um, get your book as well um, and celebrate and enjoy that launch party tomorrow. <laughs> yes, and I'm having a Facebook party on uh, Sunday night, so I'm going to have a lot of launching, a lot of celebrating, because I did write the book 10 years ago, so... <laughs> it's been a long time coming. All right. Well, guess what? I may not be able to be at the actual launch party tomorrow, but we can sure drop in for a Facebook party. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. I will definitely have to do that. Let me close by saying um, your passion and love for writing truly shows um and, you know, excited to have the opportunity to be able to read your book and, and to just um, share that with others and um, any any school visits that you have, you know, because I'm still that teacher at heart. Any school visits, visits that you have, um, students are really going to see that passion and love that you have. And so thank you so much for joining us again at a leisure moment. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Uh I, I really enjoyed this, and I'm I, very, very grateful for the opportunity to share myself with your audience. 
Well, thank you so much, Celine. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk soon. Yes, absolutely. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed that episode, let us know on iTunes by giving us a great review. We want to thank all our listeners again. Check us out at AleisureMoment.com. Like us on Facebook and Twitter. Have a good one.